to our daily gun show we come to you live every weeknight at midnight eastern that's nine pacific for about an hour we talk about guns we run it on youtube we simulcast it over at gunchannels.com and it's also on the itunes and other podcast places so anybody that's out there listening to the show we'll ask you to give us some feedback leave us some comments be part of the conversation that's what it's all about so we have this conversation about guns we have a couple of hosts right now. We've got Smeggy jumping in from Michigan. Thanks for joining. Hey, how's everyone doing tonight? Doing good. I'm down here in Tucson, and Angelina's out on the road. I sent her a pretty good text earlier. I'm going to share the text with you because she's somewhere. I don't know if you remember where she said she was going to be driving today. Somewhere east of Albuquerque. Yeah, I have, I have no idea. I just, you know, I've not been keeping track of that. I texted her with, I'm having trouble getting your printer head to feed, so I jabbed it with a knife to try to open the print head, but now it's leaking ink all over and it won't print at all. Can you walk me through getting it going again over the phone so that that way you don't have to drive all the way back here to reset it? And then she swore at me a bunch of times. I was going to say, and her response was, <laughs> yeah, swearing at you a bunch of times. That sounds about right. But she's been posting pictures that I'm pretty sure she's just pulling off the internet just putting them on her Instagram because there's no like actual evidence that she's taking these pictures. Uh, then we don't know where Bob is and he's still doing his thing. We don't know where Jimmy is. He's still doing his thing. Nobody knows where Dano is. He's always doing his thing. And then Smeggy's sitting right here. So uh, that's our host. We'll probably be uh, uh, looking at changing formats here at some point. Maybe. I don't know. We'll see how things go with everybody's schedules and stuff. Uh, we encourage people to give us feedback. We have a what uh, email dailygunshow at gmail.com. And of course, uh, now that we're on the iTunes, the way the iTunes system works is it's uh, uh, influenced by uh, comments. So we encourage everyone to head over to iTunes. We're not the only uh, gun related thing over there. We're certainly not the only thing from gun channels that's uh, over on the iTunes. So check us out. Uh, do a search for uh, gun stuff. We'll start linking uh, in the daily uh, gun show notes to different podcasts that we find over there with an emphasis on the, our friends that are over on gun channels. And uh, we encourage you to go over and leave them comments. Like I say, that's how that platform um, determines who to recommend. So let's try to get ourselves recommended over there. Now, today's Wednesday. It is episode number 568. And because it's Wednesday, it means it's entertainment day. We were talking a little bit off air what to do. Nothing in the schedule for today. So if you have some ideas on what topic to do for entertainment today, throw them out there. Had a couple of people chatting on the YouTube side before we, the show even went on air. And they were talking about movies and stuff. Uh, surprisingly, movies that neither Smeggy or I have ever, ever seen. So 
That's not so surprising with me because I don't watch very many movies, which is why I'm bad at the entertainment segment. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's, we'll take some suggestions or whatever. Um, but before that, does anything happen during the day? I've kind of been out of it, so I know there were some podcasts earlier today. I'm assuming they were good. I imagine so. Let's see. We had uh, early watch this morning uh, with Tony, and uh, Rick did do his show, and Clover did do his show, and Matt did do his show. So yes, all the shows on the schedule did happen. Uh, I was in Matt's show, so I should know more about it. We did uh, mostly uh, food chat, and it was about restaurants. And then what was it before that? Actually, we had quite a bit of debate before that about uh, some kind of gun topic. Edge out here is asking for a link, so we'll see if Ed wants to join us tonight. Hope he knows about entertainment. Yeah, he better. He better know about movies. Um, so let's talk about that. Who remembers One Bad Marine? I do. I yeah. saw that uh, poster, that comment. So let's talk about that. That's on the Instagrams. A lot of times people use their eyes for entertainment, and Instagram is all about images, which you use your eyes for. So that technically is a, is entertainment. And, uh, yeah, what did I post? I posted something like, Gun Channels, it's so good. And... Uh, he commented, hey, I should check it out again. Is that what got Edge back over here on a unprecedented on a Wednesday? Come on, peace. Right, well, there so, you go. Uh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I saw that comment from One Mad Marine. Um, I've only ever talked to him, like, a couple times. It was right when I was getting into – like joining in on the shows, he was starting to kind of get out of it. But I used to listen way back in the day when he would do all of them with all the peoples and started up the lobby, all that kind of stuff. So, I don't know. Maybe he's listening right now. What's up, man? Hold on, bro. I did. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, so we got Cycle Camp over on the Gunshell side. It says that he bought three DVDs today, so we'll check out the DVDs he bought. If assuming he will share those with us. You know, I find I don't really watch DVDs all that much. I got a whole bunch in my house. I've been taking them up north recently, just because we don't get any we don't get any TV up there, but we do have it's actually like a DVD slash uh, VHS player. So we took all of our old tapes and stuff up there. And that way, if it's like a rainy day, we're stuck in the house, you know. I'm in collection myself, like well over like probably about 600 titles, but they're just in bags or, or stored up. We hardly ever pull them out. Now it's streaming. It's just so prevalent. Yeah, that's why I, I mean, I just I end up just watching stuff on YouTube or whatever. So here's the thing. I have DVDs from back in the day that were writable, right, that I stored data on, and eventually they corrupted. 
So does that happen with regular DVDs that you purchase? And if so, at what time frame? Well, when you buy media that you record on, there's what they call, you know, basic quality and they call archive quality. Archive quality is stuff you can store, like if you want to store all your, you know, people don't do that much anymore, but back in the day when you would want to, like, have your, maybe an image of your operating system, you know, intact or at 100% so on and this and that. Right. Uh, they use, they, they definitely use different quality, different quality media to make movies uh, for sale my opinion okay so they're gonna last longer but they are still a perishable media right like they still get the bacteria or whatever it is that grows on there and kills them depends on the condition um, you know, you know, where they're stored the atmosphere and so on or you know the the area you know yeah it, it can happen for sure yeah that and just just like cds they can get scratched up too and then that that can mess them up that's why if you remember back in the day when everybody was like you know cds were like everybody want had you know a cd changer that was like the best system ever pioneer ever made was that six disc changer or 10 disc changer or 12 disc changer they made because if you were really really cool with your disc as soon as you got them you put them in one of those magazines they were and and you kept them in the sleeve that you kept them dirt free so there was no interaction after you know if you're cool with it putting it in there and not getting your fingerprints on it to keep those preserved forever and you would just put magazines in like your i remember they had like an 18 disc changer and so on you could put in your car i had and, i know what you're talking about but they also could damage a disc i mean nothing's perfect so they could be off alignment or something and scratch a disc yeah for sure like a piece of straw could fall in there and it could just jam it back and forth according to the internet i did a quick search of the internet and it says that Storage conditions vary, but a CDR, DVD, or DVDR uh, life expectancy should be somewhere between 100 to 200. So is it months, years, or decades? 100 to 200 months, years, or decades? I could tell you what size I'll say years. That's my guess. But I remember when when we were when I worked at a shop and people were backing stuff up, on, and they would say, you know, there's archive quality, and then there's uh, had like a silver coating in it that would make it thicker, you know, to make sure, you know, and you had to have a specific, specific burner they could they could work with that disc, and so on to to, to definitely quality. So I can't give you a, a, a definite answer, but. I remember they, they did make an, a, a, a jump at technology to try to preserve what they would call archive-quality discs. So it's 100 to 200 years. Yay, I was right. So this other one says 20 to 200 years, but I guess it's a while. But still, 20 years? I could have burned stuff 20 years ago almost. In fact, I probably could have burned stuff 20 years ago. The bottom line is you drop that disc and it falls on a concrete floor and it gets a crack in it and uh, and it, 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 it enters the image of the of the burn, of the burn uh, then you're fucked. What about this? I've heard of some sort of a scanner that you can put a broken DVD on and it can somehow suck all the shit out of a scanner or something like that. Is that a thing? I've never heard of that tech, but I, I wouldn't be surprised. I've also heard of a thing where, let's say you're 
a computer operator, some kind of a computer user, and you've got your own personal computer at your house, and let's say you live in an apartment, and then you start to fall in love with girlfriend upstairs, you're sitting in front of your computer, champagne spills on the keyboard. You think everything's lost, that you just destroyed your keyboard, you go to wipe it off, but oh, your keyboard turns alive, falls in love with you, and gets jealous of your girlfriend upstairs. Is that a thing? Does that happen a lot? It's I imagine that happens more often than people would think. My computers love me. They're like, you know, who's this bitch? It's one of the reasons I won't drink champagne anymore. <laughs> you ever had a bottle of a dom? Like at all or just around the computer? I mean, sometimes what are you going to do? Let's say you're falling in love with the girl upstairs. Like, you're going to drink champagne. It's part of it, but... Yeah, it's tempting to sit in front of the computer. I forgot what he was doing on the computer. Because it certainly wasn't being in a chat room. It was some weird message board probably back in the day. In my shop days, the most common thing I ever heard was a, a glass of vino falling in the keyboard as they were like reacting to something. Like they like freaked out, boom, knocked the, that big-ass glass of uh, wine they had that fell right in the keyboard. How uh, cute this kitten was. It was so fuzzy. And then it rolled over, and you could see its little kitten belly. And that's when I dropped the wine. Dad or Dad? They had one of those asshole cats that just jumps on, you know, everything and just knocks everything over. I don't know, I guess that happens too. All right, so we're getting close to LEO Appreciation Week. I didn't know there was a whole week of that. Interesting. That's coming from Too Hottie on the YouTube side. They're also talking about some kind of gear or something. That they're putting on some kind of equipment. Um, and Vanessa's saying she's looking for a nice Bluetooth keyboard. Uh, so we can type better than the phones. What if, uh, is that a thing anymore? Uh, for a while there, it was cool, especially with like the first droids where like, I had one of them droids where the keyboard popped out, but everybody hated that. And they all went with the on-screen keyboards, and then they all figured out that it wasn't big enough. So you would get, like, this little keyboard that was the size of a phone, and you would Bluetooth to it. I don't see those that much anymore. It's like have, carrying around a little keyboard for your phone, like, not practical or cool anymore. I've never utilized one, even though, you know, I, I get pissed off when I'm typing sometimes. I'm like, Jesus Christ, the S and A. But no, I'm never realizing when realistically. I'm thinking about it because Vanessa is mentioning it there. I do have one that's about the size of a phone. It's a little Bluetooth thing. It charges up with a phone charger. And uh, yeah, you could basically set the phone down on a table or something and uh, be in an email or something, let's say, and wiggle both fingers on a, that keyboard that was a real keyboard, you know, with buttons. Uh, way easier than on any kind of on screen thing. So I I had one of those slide phones back in the day where you like you turn sideways and slide the screen up and then it had a push button keyboard. Yeah, that's how the droid was. Well, uh, back in the day, they used to remember the, the old uh, uh, PDF, uh, uh, the one after PDF, uh, personal data or whatever. Deals they used to have one of those palms and they had that little thing where you put a bay on it, it like slip into like a little slot. And had a keyboard attached to it. It was like fucking like four hundred dollars. <laughs> you would drop your palm into it, your personal data system, whatever it is, PDF, PDA, whatever. 
and you would put it in there, and it was like 400 bucks back in the day, like in 1997, 98. It's crazy, man. But no, I, mean, I, I haven't seen a use for it that I can justify. Not to say it, it, nobody else can do, you know, have some fun with it. Yep. We're kind of all over the place tonight, huh? Can't walk away and get any coffee or nothing. So, um, well, I've just been reacting to the things. We're looking for an entertainment topic. I think we asked for one before. And we'll see what's going on over here. Clover saying he has a Bluetooth keyboard that uses for the media centers. Um, Pink. Trying to go for the world's longest link. <laughs> I was just gonna say something about that, like craziest link ever. Twenty-seven dollars? No, 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 no. The thing I was looking at was like six bucks, cheap. A little closer to what uh, Clover posted there, and uh, that one's actually kind of neat. It's got a little thumb thingy in the middle. If I didn't hate thumb thingies, I would like that one even better. And that was more like the price range. Okay, so then everybody's talking about their first phones. This week is Nurse Appreciate Week. So, do we appreciate nurses? Sure, sure why not? Okay. Yeah. I was going to say, I'm getting sick of them. Do we really need them? Let's fire them all. This straight from office assistant to doctor. Seriously, do we need that extra hostess? Extra waitress? <laughs> Oh, come on. Nurses do the vast majority of the work. Doctors don't do crap. Well, hold on. Doctors are the men, so they're doing all the work behind the scenes. Oh, my God. <laughs> I guess Bob is here. Say, who, who, who sucks the poison out? No. Oh, that's a good point. Need nurses. Good edge. That's why you're in here. All right. So, uh, um, no, nah, if we're kidding, I guess... Nurses are okay. We'll tolerate them. We'll keep them. I, li I like them better than cops. Oh, shit. So a nurse Cycle, cop. Cycle actually has an entertainment topic that he put out there. I guess we missed it earlier. Oh, he was saying, uh, Do you have any radio shows that are about firearms slash 2A that you listen to? And I would say okay. I, I really only I listen to Charles' radio show back in the day. I haven't caught it in a while, which is why I'm blank on the name of them now. I guess he does two of them back-to-back, -back, right? You know, Dana Loesch does one in the evening, like around, around my time at Central, like 11 p.m. Where, she, you know, she's doing her thing, talking about guns and puts away. I'm on mis mispronouncing her name. I apologize. All right, I was getting the coffee. So, um, the Armed and Free is, I believe, still on. Problem is, the way my personal schedule works is I do something at that time of the week now, and I just haven't been able to simulcast that show for a long time now. Potentially, I could, but Charles never really gave that much of a damn about me doing it, so... 
he never knew I was doing it. He never missed it being there. So, um, Yoder uh, always posts a link to come and talk it, which is out of Austin. You never listen to Show Edge? Uh, I can't say I have, but, uh, you know, uh, Austin's his own animal in Texas. Yeah, well, the dude from that show is pretty good, and uh, uh, it's a pro-gun show. And uh, he's he was involved with uh, the the 2A meetup, I guess, right? The 2A, uh, what do they call it? 2A... Uh, with the rally? Rally. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he What's interviewed Matt, and he was helped. I think he was part of the uh, process to get it organized. Anyway, so that's a radio show out of Texas. Did you guys mention the syndicated ones? No, I was just saying I don't really know of very many. So There are a couple of syndicated ones that are sponsored by the big gun companies and manufacturers and stuff. Uh, we have gun radio. Tom Grisham, uh, gun talk. Yeah. So those are, I was, I've noticed those when I was playing around with the podcast again and uh, they're over on the iTunes and I, I'd be curious. It's one of the things I'm going to be looking at is how much audience they have is radio, terrestrial radio versus internet radio. Cause again, it just seems like there's more potential for internet radio listeners. Uh, but again, there's a lot of people commuting, a lot of people uh, driving and uh, a lot of people sitting in buildings with uh, radios and then a lot of people with headphones, you know, working out on air, airports and machine and factories and stuff, you know, where you have some kind of radio going just because otherwise you don't hear anything. There's an awful lot of ears out there that are listening to content. And how many can there possibly be? Even if there's, I don't know, how many, if there's 12, how many podcasts can there be that are current that are doing their thing 12 24 i mean i don't know how many there are we should probably try to count them but even if 12 then it doesn't take you a month to listen to an entire podcast history you know you could listen to um you know a couple of uh shows a day easily if you really enjoyed the podcast if you're at work for a while so i guess what i'm getting at is somebody could consume just many, many entire podcasts, like everything, everything in a library from a podcaster. So even if they like a lot of other people better than your efforts out there, uh, put some effort out there and on the uh, iTunes. I think, uh, um, I don't know, I guess we're talking and I'm, I'm now turning it into a uh, uh, encouragement to put stuff out there, but I think there's uh, uh, lots of potential for that. Yeah, I you know I wonder going back to the radio thing. I wonder if on satellite radio, if there are like gun talk shows or whatever. I have to admit, I I've found the channels yeah. now that I like with like the music, and I don't go flipping channels all that often. No, and that's what I was just recently trying to decide if I could go down in levels or whatever from the level I'm at, and uh, there's nothing good. It's all. It's like watching cable TV lineups. It's just the weirdest stuff that they can technically call a channel, but I can't imagine there's any demand for it. I guess somebody might settle for it if its choice is that and like a, just a tone being broadcast. But some of the stuff is really boring, and there's no way that there's gun shows on any of that. 
I think the closest you'd get is like a gun related topic on NPR, which is going to be in reaction to some agenda based, you know, push or effort to change policy. Well, that yeah, leaves it open for people to sit there and have fun with it. I mean, because I remember it's a, as a young man uh, growing up, one of my favorite movies was Pump Up the Volume, where it's, you know, so Christian Slater, you know, creating this pirate DJ radio station they can only air like in Arizona. And I think it was actually a Tucson area, right? That base of the movie. But I thought it was so cool. This guy could just do that. Oh, I was like, that is the coolest thing ever. But with the internet now, you can, you can, you know, you can do that all day. You just have to generate interest. And uh, it's up to you. Yeah, I feel I feel like radio shows nowadays are just like I don't know. They're they're just like podcasts that you can't pause, rewind, or uh, you know, download and listen like off Dude, of a hard drive. Even when I was listening to Charles though, it was on the internet. Like it was the the radio station stream. So I could pause it and as soon as I paused it, you know, from that point on I could do whatever because it was no longer live. So you can listen to it live, but as soon as you pause it, you're now dealing with a, a recording and you can pause it and fast forward. And like you're saying, listen to something again. Well, the reason I kept the show alive as long as I have is because somebody told me once I'm in person and say, hey, you're it. Or two cameras I have with people. He's like, hey, I really dig the shows. I don't watch them live. I don't, but I, but I, I like to watch them at work when I'm just, you know, moving boxes around and you know i just want to listen to them they're like great man what inspired me to keep, keep, keep on going so i appreciate the input so i guess the original topic was any radio shows about firearms 2a that you listen to so no but i'm going to i think i did find a couple interesting ones and we'll be focusing on them here but um I don't think they're like I think we've covered it all. There's the syndicated stuff. There's the couple of local things that are out there, and of course we're not hitting all of those. Some of those might be on um, like a YouTube to listen to after the fact. I guess I can feature Arizona Firearms Radio. I'll do that. <clears throat> I'm looking for that on the internet here. So I'm on my Instagram and. This is Arizona Firearms Radio, I believe. I guess if we go to their site, we'll find it. Arizona's whatever and Gun Freedom Radio. So they have a, a show that they do called Gun Freedom Radio. Uh, we just talked about them yesterday, right? And uh, that is a real radio show. And then they put it on the internet also. It's a husband and wife team. And... They're super 2A. I really wish we could impress them with Every Second Matters so that they'd uh, spend some of their efforts on Every Second Matters. But um, I think they're probably a little more sophisticated than that. Like they want their stuff to, like they're interviewing people and stuff. Like they, they get people on their show to be, uh, you know, interviewed or whatever. But anyway, that's uh, another one out of Arizona. You can even drop me. We'll get that going. I don't know. I mean, like I say, we've kind of put effort into interviewing people, but I'm no interviewer, and we certainly don't put any production value in. We barely denote the, the podcast after we've had the person on, so 
you know, if that person was going to put it into their resume, there's really nothing to even link to and let alone be anything that they'd be proud to have in their resume, like a graphic or a, you know, an interesting addition to their thing, right? Um, All about the networking. Huh? All about the networking, you know, getting started and then work from there. About putting in work. So I guess we're going to jump into the next segment of the show. Oh, yeah, that sounds like a plan. I think we're at Every Second Matters was Wednesday, so that should be right around here someplace. Did we have the pups last week? Uh, you know, I don't remember. I don't either. I, th so, I think we might have. It says seven days ago. Um, I petted both of these puppies. So, uh... This is the, ha the hashtag Daily Gun Show Showdown. Every week on Wednesday, we uh, go over to the Instagram and we take a look at everybody who's used the hashtag Daily Gun Show and uh, we judge the pictures. So, Agilent being here to help us break ties. We'll just pick somewhere back here. I think I remember that one. Didn't you run through them last week? Uh, I did, but I don't remember where I stopped, so... That one's pretty good. It's got it like in the little ID window in the bag. I wonder if that's a card or if that's a patch. I guess the business card would fit in there good. Clay going for the orange. All about the orange life. Too bad you picked a week that Angelina's not around. Exactly. Can you uh, just hit the left arrow? You can look at that. Look great. Nice. Uh. Oh, no. Um. Are you serious? Are they kidding? Or is that really an arrow right there? Is that like a joke? Or are they really put an arrow on the front of the barrel right there? Oh. Um. Yeah, I don't know, because then the, the other thing says remove before firing. So is that like a, a decal? Like a piece of tape right here? Like somebody's going to hold this thing and not know which way to point it? Are you trying to tell me there's two ways to decal or decal? Decal is also the French way. So then uh, Clover in his bag. Well, that's looking pretty sweet. Subscribers going up and down. It's the way of life. Hey, let's see. How old is this one? Six days. Okay. Yeah, so my advice is don't look at stuff on a daily, ever. Maybe monthly. You'll drive yourself nuts. Make content. Do stuff that you enjoy. Monitor it once in a while to see if you can be more effective or if you can do something that's more appealing for other people. But if you're not going to enjoy it, then no one is. So just keep doing your thing. And if followers come along or people appreciate it, that's like a bonus. Um, but it's, you know, you can, I, I would look at those three people instead of the number of times three people come up. You probably have more fun if you just talk to the nine or 10 people that hang out and listen to your stuff than the 
900 people that you can't have a conversation with anymore. But on the other hand, there's probably ways you could monitor which video uh, was associated with each of those things and then uh, verify that by putting out two or three of the same videos and see if you get consistent results and then keep doing that. Yeah, you got some cool patches. These are just yeah. sent on a piece of paper. That's not like a panel. Oh, that's on the piece of paper I sent them out. Okay. We went through the, the ones you want to judge again? We're judging all of these, dude. These are the ones we're judging right now. What we're doing is we're going through them. Thanks for watching the show every week and knowing what we've been doing every week for years. Uh-oh, what's up with this one? Can cats even have guns? I don't know, but I, I don't... He needs that arrow, you know. Yeah, exactly. He doesn't know which way that bullet could be going. That's an interesting one. Shotgun rig. So, one, two, three, four, five, six. What is that? Seven? Seven? 21 rounds. How many would you have if that was ARs? 120. Right? No. You'd have. More than that, you'd have 60, 60, and 60, you'd have 180. Yep, a lot more rounds with an AR. I guess it's possible you could have another row of these things behind there, but that's still 42. Um, did we miss this one on this show? I'm not sure. I, and I, yeah, think, I think we might have. Again, I'd be liking myself. I think I put these in here because I'm planning on using some of these as guns of the day. So there you go. Got uh, Chris. This was one time when I camped, camped over a old mine. Cool. I think I was playing around. I said, uh, if you think this is dangerous, then I'm on an international border with illegal immigrant traffic. Wildlife, Albert Priority, Border Patrol, Customs, Highway Patrol, Federal, Arizona Game Wardens, Local Sheriff, all active. If you look up in the air, you got F 16s flying out of nowhere, doing dogfights up above. Every once in a while, A 10 will fly from Tucson out east or out west to do their uh, runs. And then Border Patrol helicopters are flying around constantly. Uh, there's also U.S. Border Patrol blimps. And uh, yeah, that's what it's like in Arizona going hunting. Wow. This is pretty good. Uh, yeah. Sean's updating about a, a bill that would allow people with concealed carry permits to bring guns onto schools or university campus statewide. And that's in Louisiana. So. so it moved forward, but not done yet. Correct. Move forward with some gusto, though, so that's good. On Fridays, you get a free patch if you order stuff on Fridays. No extra coupon codes or anything. Like Night Strike sent out a uh, bunch of loot. Stuff that he gathered, stuff that he made, stuff that he bought along the way in Tulsa. It's kind of cool. People helped him get out there. Same thing here. Sending people out some stuff. Too hot reposting for us there. I'm kidding. Uh, Angry's blaster. That must be for uh, May the 4th. 
Okay, there you go. Get this part of control. NRA. Do you come in to drive up to NRA, Edge? Just down the road from you. My truck tranny is giving me shit. I could have Ubered it, perhaps, but that would have been expensive. Looks like they got a bunch of voodoo stuff. Dead horse doing some mods to whatever they are. Or that might have been the AK, but I think it was the AR. Were you at the NRA? You what? What? Were you at NRA? No. Some more Night Strike stuff. A lot of Night Strike stuff going out there. Chris going with an indoor shot. Color fills. It actually looks pretty like shiny and stuff. Like he's got good lighting on that. On the wall or something. They're glowing. So yeah. that must be the final product of what Dead Horse is working on or something. Yeah, he was painting this. He was painting this in the uh, live chat the other day. It's, uh, I think it's his girl's pistol. That was pretty cool. Like that gun. Rip, I don't like that grip. Eighty percent, another project getting built. Just selfies. Selfies. A raging hunter. Oh, that's kind of interesting. Now they stuck a bunch of picatinny down the rib of it. What the heck? The trigger tech seer tickler. Are those even legal? Not in Hawaii. Yeah, yeah probably not. Got some food or something. He's hanging out with Fink Yankee. Uh. And they did get a G shot. Pretty good. Yep. Dan Hill's got his new gun. I believe he got that for his anniversary. Ooh, that's nice looking. Did you go through the, the side no. pictures? That's the wood and everything is I think what sets that one aside. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I like that. I was looking at my phone. I didn't see if you had clicked over or not. Who's everybody in uh, Texas and also Tech Daddy? Dead horse. I don't know if he's playing around or if he really likes his little shovel because I don't like these little shovels. He says he's testing it out. What's up with these two dudes? Yeah, they're 16 year old girls. Girl, girls. Like, hey, can we get enough selfies? Who's going to get more <laughs> <laughs> oh look, these cats got some selfies. <laughs> pickle kittens. Ew. Dilly dilly. Those are pickle kittens. Oh, I know what that one is. Alright, then we got an early watch Florida. Don't get much from early watch. Look at this. This is what it looks like every time he goes hiking because he has to carry all these guns around to take pictures. Oh, that's yeah, that's a good point. Roll call standing next to some kid. Oh, it's his own kid, Nina. We're on the iTunes. Mentioned that earlier. Some of the stickers going up. 
Very cool. Clover Tech. There's something happened. He didn't get himself in this one. This is just a picture of somebody else. <laughs> oh, another one about Hitler. Hard to like stuff about Hitler, even if it is, you know, whatever. This is how uh, Delsmo walks around. He has this, like, robotic armature set up so that he gets, like, all kinds of feedback. And you know how, like, when you look at a Predator show or something, like, you get some kind of, like, feedback. It scans everybody, tells them their net worth and their address and all their vital statistics. And then he just keeps track of all that information as he walks around. And that's his tourist that broke uh, broke at the uh, shoot in Tulsa, I believe. I don't know why he does. Did you get this picture? Did you see this one? And yeah, I I don't understand. Feels so good. I don't know what that means. Because it's all broken up. Yeah, I don't I don't know. It's, it's like it's not clear. Like I, I thought, like is he like getting sick into the ocean or something? I don't know. You know what's happening? It's not winning. Exactly. Oh, look at this Taurus. Pure Taurus love. This was interesting. Some kind of air gun that shoots a, a bolt. I'm intrigued. So are, what are those holes on the side of this thing? Uh-oh, Hillary holes? No, but it's like, oh, 9 oh, millimeters. Man. so frustrating because it always hurts my wrist when I shoot my 9 millimeters. Oh. Drill a hole. Oh, another hole? Uh, a third hole? All right, now I can shoot my name over here. That's how I feel. That's how I feel like the conversation went. Then we got uh, the new Ranger. I'm not sure how I'd feel about it. As long as it makes my Ranger go up in value so I can sell it, then make whatever you're going to make. They just made the back end different. Like every time I see it, the back end looks a little bit different. I thought at first that there was some kind of weird dual hammer going on in this side, but I think that's just the picture behind it, right? Not in this one, so. Right. Yeah, it's just a, a, an illusion. What's neat about this break top? When I first visited them in 2010, went to uh, Salt Lake City for the, um, how's it called? Outdoor Retailer. And we uh, went over there, did the tour, and they took us into the back corner of the factory where it's like the uh, development or, you know, testing or that kind of thing, like the new products area or whatever. And uh, they were working on this. They had like, I don't know, a whole bunch of different, I have actually pictures. They said I could take pictures, I just couldn't publish them right away. So I have a bunch of pictures of the various prototypes and that of the Rangers, and that was in 2010, and then it wasn't until years later where they actually finally put out 500 of them, and then now it's years later, and they're maybe going to actually produce them for real with the Ranger 2. Very cool. Yes. I feel like they should give me one, but they won't give me one. I agree. Then we got Dead Horse taking the picture of the combo there. Like I say, I like them. I don't like that grip, though. Do not like how curvy it is and the rubber. I don't like anything about it really. I don't like it being all choked up back here either. Look at a scorpion glow. 
I wonder how big it would be compared to one. Probably a little bigger. Robot. Does everybody get stuff from Night Strike? Edge, how much stuff did you get from Night Strike? Because I didn't get nothing from Night Strike. Just send me a bunch of peanut shells. Well, the, the site tool, it doesn't work on the site, so we had to use a trick. It's not that the site the tool doesn't work. It's just that it's not for disassembly. It is for adjust, adjustment. So you have to get it ready to be adjusted, and then it can do the actual job. So what, did somebody steal his picks? Yeah. Some guy in weapons, guns. Weapons, guns, 78. Great top, Great title. Well, he he reposts that the American Patriot reposted Dead Horse's picture, and then the other guy because that one at least gives credit to Dead Horse. Oh, I it's see. It's not watermarked but in the description. Okay. And then the other dude this got reposted, reposted American Patriot, and that got his watermark instead of. But the description still says Dead Horse, so. Crazy. So that's what happens. So we appreciate that. You used our our tag, so we got like five tags out of that probably, if you could do the math. If there was a way to do the math, I think we got five tags out of this. No that way to figure like, it out. And John Ohm's always seen my, 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 you know, my Instagram pics and posting messages. That's a pretty cool picture, that black and white. Yeah. And you're just going to disregard that there's a whole bunch of holes in all these guns? Uh, yes, I'm going to disregard that because it looks artsy. It's black and white. Back in the day, we called this a cutaway, and it was used for demonstration purposes. Nowadays, it's because uh, ounces equals pounds. And getting sand and stuff is fun, apparently. Yeah, exactly. Well, if you have enough holes, the sand can come in and then get right back out. I have heard that before, but uh, my my argument is, like, why is the dust cover, like, a whole big thing if you're supposed to just have holes in the side of the thing. But, anyways. I believe technically they call it skeletonizing. Mm -hmm. Some accident or something. Because you give it a word doesn't make it right. Those donuts look tasty. Mm -hmm. And they put gas in the tank, so they're always appreciated when people buy them over at the gear website store. This is uh, one of Tardot's picks, and I think the only picture I've seen of Eddie Eagle from the whole thing, and that's usually, as you can see, a big chunk of the um, NRA show. The last I heard, 20% of the floor space is devoted to nonprofits, um, areas of interest like uh, uniform collectors, people that have like all the female uniforms from the beginnings of you know World War 1940s, whatever the hell that we were, anything, I guess World War II. Um, and then all the way up to now, um, the Thompson collectors, the miniature guns. You've been there, Smeg, you know what I'm talking about. So uh, yeah, you didn't see very many pictures of any of that stuff. Hopefully that stuff's on the way. But it was good to see the Eddie Eagle. A lot of kids do show up to NRA. And, again, NRA gets – that's one of the things they were – they were just ragging on NRA and Matt's chat earlier. Uh, they get such crap. And most everybody, even the people that give them the worst crap, will acknowledge that they also do safety quite well and quite effectively and in the biggest way compared to anybody. Like they are the biggest gun safety for kids and adults, but certainly for kids, right? 
Yeah, I, I I think what happens is we fall into the same trap that like the the anti-gun people do, whether well, they do it on purpose or not. But uh, you know, they confuse the NRA ILA with the NRA. So they're like the NRA bought politicians, the NRA pushed this law or whatever. No, the ILA did all that. Granted, they're obviously super related. I understand that. But the NRA itself, like you said, the safety class, I'm those here on the thing, celebrating 30 years of safety. So Eddie Eagle specifically has been around for 30 years. I know even longer than that, the NRA was doing safety stuff. And I mean, how many of us have ever been to a gun range where all the, the safety officers are NRA trained? Like that's that's what they do. And they, as far as doing, uh, setting stuff up to get people into shooting, you know, and like working with 4-H programs or different stuff, like that's, they help out a lot of different stuff like that. But they still stabbed us in the back with the ILA, but different story. Right on. Back to this way, right? And that's an SKS. Thanks to two telephone poles, man on the same wood. I think that's who he's going for there. Yeah, uh, possibly. It's a, it's what, a repost by Studley? Or repost of Studley? I was looking at the yeah thing. Okay, so I was like, I don't know uh, who that person is, but I do know who Studley is. So Glashwood. I don't even yeah. know. This is the kind of picture that would get me kicked off of YouTube. Ah. Posted to this one. Let's picture some knives. Which one you to pick? Edge, top, middle, bottom. Go. Um, middle. Maggie? Mm, I'll take the top. $35, 200 and something, and then 50 maybe. So Edge wins. Also... This was no, oh, this was one fifty four. This was decent steel, but not great steel. This is a Glock knife. You can get this anywhere. Picked wrong. You picked poorly. at Smeggy. You can buy that gun, that knife anywhere. Well, I kind of like the middle one, but Edge already said it, so I was like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, we were giving them away. That's the new format of the show. Random. Oh, moment. I'll still take it. That's fine. Oh no, you only get one chance. That's part of the rules. No, no. Not- what do you mean? I only get one chance. I'll I'll take the one on top. <laughs> Oh, okay. So then uh, <laughs> got some kind of interview. I am getting slap happy because I am freaking falling asleep, if you can't tell. Um, this is what I was telling you about earlier. What happened, What's up with this? Gun of the Day, Daily Gun Show, AK-47. This is obviously Russian trying to hack my, my business here. Trying to put their AK-47 Russian- buyer's guide? So yeah. someone knows you. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Some kind of Russians trying to put their business right up in my business, trying to compare armies, really. Victory Day, 9th of May. Let's well, go. ours was on the 8th, right? So we finished first. Oh, I see. This is their parade for the end of World War II. Yeah. I get it now. I thought they were trying to act tough, trying to front. We ain't half-stepping over here. Anyway, so this is uh, Rupan posted these. I don't think I... Oh, wait, maybe I do. At first, I didn't think I had them with this white uh, 
tapered part up here, but maybe I do now that I'm looking at it again. Those anyway. are like some munitions, right? Yeah, so basically this is a little plungery thing, and there's a primer here. And then from what I understand, it's like a ball bearing or a BB. And then uh, there's a primer here, and then there's a primer up here. And whenever you shoot the gun normal, it's it's this configuration. This plunger is compressed, and it looks like a regular cartridge. Everything's dimensionally the same as a regular cartridge. There's a little projectile that's missing on these that would have been up front like this projectile. So it feeds to the gun and everything normally. And if you cycle it through, it'll just, you know, it'll come out just like normal. But when you shoot it, it will, this primer will go off and that'll excel that BB into the other primer. And that does two things. It'll allow this contraption to emulate the physical properties of this thing going off, right? So there's going to be a little bit of a dwell and then a, a pushback. So because there's no compression, there's no expansion of gases to push this cartridge out of the chamber. This little pogo stick looking business will help get it out of the chamber a little bit. And it'll also give the projectile enough oomph to go down range. So it's pretty clever. And this is what they end up looking like, like a weird pogo stick looking thing. And uh, so, yeah, so that's the spent case from a simunition round, basically. Uh, the piece that yeah. came out front was like a little piece of plastic with kind of waxy colored chapstick shit in it so it wipes off on you when it hits you yeah i thought that was a cigarette stem right there in the first two before you told me that yeah they look weird most people they figure it's some kind of bullet thing but it's also got no powder you know like a normal cartridge will have some residue of an you know explosion or i mean just burning powder reburning the powders this doesn't have that and it's a little bit springy. Like if you push on it real hard, you'll break it and it will spring. So people know that it's more than just a regular cartridge, which is typically a solid piece of nothing, right? Solid piece of brass. Anyway, I guess he didn't know. So he was asking. And that's one of the cool things that the internet in general is good for and gun channels in specific, right? We have uh, oh. plenty of people who've seen everything. It is the beat place in the world. <laughs> it is the beat place to hang. And I like how even when you called him out, he still didn't go back and edit. That's okay. Yeah. He's like, almost. I'm almost willing to go back. And then he's got social media marketing. What the hell social media marketing? Oh, whatever. So there's Chris. Collection of the 1911s. Dog. Guns. This is in Texas. In Texas, evidently, they let dogs run around with guns and backpacks. Oh, that's fine. I don't know why they cut the top of the head dog's head off though. Say we're, no... bit, we're up into most popular now. Dog wants to remain anonymous. Oh yeah, April twenty fifth. Oh yeah. There's the most the the repost of Chris was the most recent one. Okay. So that was a lot of pictures. So people are definitely using the hashtag. You, some people could say abusing the hashtag, but we're going to say using the hashtag because that's what it's all about. So we're at 2742 and we haven't been keeping track, but I'm guessing about 3,000 new ones came in this week. And now it's up to you guys to help me decide which is the best picture on the Instagram this week. Uh, I'm going to go with Dead Horse and his uh, his wife's pistol and rifle sitting on the table. Dead horses, the repost of dead horse, or the repost of the repost. Dead horses, come on. 
points for originality. I'm going to go with the non-gay cuddling uh, selfies. And uh, okay, so those don't exist. So Chris Steele, 1911 pictures. Uh oh, which one? There's more than one. Three of them, man. They're all good. Oh, you mean the 1911s, literally, the plural? Yeah, that's that. That, that works for me right there. I kind of figured that's playing up the edge factor. Maybe he knew you were going to be on. Maybe this is prearranged. I don't know. So we'll just let the audience speculate on whether or not Edge is a plant for Chris. He, he did drop me like 10 cases of ammo. Edge never goes on the show ever. He goes on the show once, and all of a sudden he can't get, He can't wait to get on. He's like, hey, hey am I randomly on the one show where I'm going to be voting for Chris? I mean, the hashtag daily vote for Chris. I mean, I'm voting for Chris. We, uh, we, we, we agree to be discreet about this. And, which, uh, which picture is it? I don't know. You know, the the... The one that Chris did, because that's what I'm supposed to say. I don't remember what it looks like. Picture. Hey, what about that, the that, this war? That was this week. That was just nine hours ago, and I got shafted. It has nothing. It to showed do up it. in my feed. I thought you just clicked past it. No. So Edge, what do you got on here? As the new tin case ammo's got dropped, shit to my house. But uh, he's not paying Chris. attention. I'm going to go ahead and say Robocop. Robocop. Edge. Robocop Terminator. Uh, I don't, I don't, Robocop would be killed. This some bitch on the left there, you have to melt him. Yeah, but so Robocop's got the heat-seeking bullets and, like, all the different, like, fancy stuff. He he, he took a good whooping, dude, by, by some humans. Now, the Terminator, they had to melt his ass before he died. I'm going to Terminator. Even though I like Robocop, I'm a big Robocop guy, but I'm like, who, like who's going to take, who's going to end up, you know, Dude, is—he's strong enough to survive in Detroit. That's got to give you extra bonus points yeah, right there. Those carved them up. You remember that? They beat him uh, originally when he was a human. He got his ass kicked, like in one of the most violent ass kickings in movies ever. Right. So and he survived. He did survive, but he did get his ass kicked. And did his partner get killed? Uh, I think he did. Yeah. All right. Well. That's all I'm saying. Terminator's bad guy robot in fucking Skynet. So it's not like yeah, and Skynet gets defeated by John Connor twenty seven thousand times. Even when they go back in time, they still can't no, kill a kid. I'm, I'm just saying it's Skynet. So I'm not voting. You know, I'm not trying to put a vote for Skynet or nothing. So the way I'm looking at it, human on the outside, human on the inside, right? So it's, it's what inside that counts. Here's the thing. They made RoboCop walk around like such an idiot. You know what I mean? Like the new RoboCop, he runs all around like an anime character. And then even though this yeah, guy's... It was 80s robots, around, though. <laughs> yeah, and that's the thing. As soon as you rip this guy's human skin off, he walks around like an idiot robot, too. Like, like all of a sudden he can't walk around normally because he doesn't have a skin on? I guess it's possible. So here's the thing. RoboCop walks around like an idiot. But all he's got to do is rip his skin off, and then he gets him to walk around like an idiot, too. And then they're on the same level of walking around all slow in claymation, right? So, this is, I think, the toughest one so far. I would normally say Skynet, but RoboCop has proven himself to kick the crap out of ultimate enemies, really. 
Yeah, well, because remember they 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 you know sicked the other giant robot thing on him and he kicked that's ass. Red Skull Nine, the other the guy who has the video game head. Huh? Yeah, like the other <laughs> robot that was just straight up like killing robot. Well, look, look at your animation right there. The Terminator has a scope. Robocop does need a scope. So I gotta back up there a little bit. He, he has fucking crap. He can like well, bounce shit off. Sense. Terminator shouldn't need a scope either. And all the other Terminators, he never needs nothing because he can just triangulate just like Robocop. So I'm pretty sure they're pegging each other right in the eyeballs right from the beginning. But I'm going with Robocop, I guess. And it's only almost down to where they're so equal that I just would rather not vote for Skynet and fuck Skynet if it hears me saying that because I know it's hearing me say that. But fuck you, Skynet. I, I, I just think, dude, Terminator can't even kill a kid when you go back in time with all the knowledge of what's going to happen and where he's going to be and you still can't kill a kid it's super stupid yeah seriously and oh it's just dumb and robocop could kill a kid in two seconds if he wanted to he'd be good at it (laughs) he could blow up a whole gas station all i gotta say again is that is it it looks like uh, terminator need a laser on that 1911 so who won that showdown dead horse Dead Horse says Terminator got killed by a woman. How many times? It's kind of true. Uh, first Terminator got he- killed in a press, not melted. That is true. But he did get killed in a press. I mean, he did both. He got killed both. And he did always get killed by a woman. So so we're, we're demasculating women now. <laughs> so, so who wins the showdown? Oh, I'm looking over at the gun channel side now. I mean the uh, other side. I feel uh, yeah. I feel like you're getting distracted here. <laughs> um, they're not saying anything over there. So it takes a minute to like figure out where the hell this the chat is, and then scroll back up and down to see if anybody's ever actually said anything. So we're giving it to RoboCop, I guess. I agree. I guess I agree. I can Terminator committed suicide. I agree. Um, every day we try to do a gun-related movie, and we did not have one in here. Well, we kind of did. So, even though we kind of just picked maybe RoboCop and maybe Terminator as our movie of the day, we can talk about 13 hours. So, uh, Maggie, you said you had not seen it, or you have? I have not seen it. Edge, have you seen 13 hours? Affirmative. All right, so what did you think of that movie? Good flick. Uh, interesting story. Um, I think it's, people say it's uh, it's a little political, obviously, uh, but it's a great story. People are laid off, you know, if, if, if uh, assuming that the movie wasn't fictionalized to make it better, uh, man, those guys were left out to hang, man, uh, and they did the best they could, and they, they fought. Great movie, uh, you know, combat operators the online yards but interesting story as well but man uh, yeah they got fucked over hard oh i'm not screen sharing yeah it's a tough one because it's about the benghazi people right and the 13 hours or whatever and we all know what happened and we all know it's hillary and the sort of 
trying to keep a good PR thing going because of the re-election or something. So it's a well-made movie, and it's got a bunch of interesting uh, characters and actors playing those characters. And the problem is that the story is legit. So it's tough to watch it and be like, hey, yeah, because unfortunately it's got a bad ending, and it's real life. So it's... Uh, it's, I think it's a pretty tough one to watch. It's, uh, it would almost be better to just be a documentary, I think, honestly, because I'd rather have seen him make an interesting movie based on real events, but not necessarily supposed to be a documentary type of style, because this is, uh, it's got too much significance to it almost. And uh, I don't know, it is good though. So I'm hoping that they'll keep the crew or something together and do something other. You know, just some action movie. Uh, I like it. It was a great flick. Lots of combat. And, you know, you can see, like, operators, you know, I guess what they, uh, I don't know if they're contractors necessarily. Um, I think they were CIA as well. But uh, it just, it, you know, it just, you know, opens up that, 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 you know, thing that people are like, oh, you know, because of the controversy between the whole setup with it was because of some movie or whatever it was, some some uh, cartoon or something that, that caused the, the flare-up, um, you know, for, for that issue to, to be instigated and so on, and the controversy over that uh, account as well and exactly what happened. So it's, it's very yeah, interesting. I would almost just kind of be interested just to far, like you said, since it is based on the real events, like, I I wonder, like, how close it is to the real events. Like, do people that are in the know say that, oh, yeah, they, they got it pretty good, or did they add in some stuff just to, like, make it more Hollywood or whatever? Um, I heard from, like, someone who knows what what happened. Yeah, when you look at this picture here, <clears throat> that's the dudes from there. And then they were the, what do you call them, for the movie? Like, they hung out with their characters. Oh, they were like the advisors or something? So. Advisors. Yeah, advisors. Like they, That's why it was such a good movie, because these guys made it accurate. So it's frustrating to watch, because you're like, you know, I want to watch and be like, hey, this is just a great movie. But then you're watching it and you're like, I shouldn't be enjoying this because this is documenting the deaths of people as a freaking political shit. So it's kind of like watching a World War II movie right after World War II that's of an actual mission. So it's just a little bit, like I say, there's a little bit more to it than just, oh, this is a great movie. Like that SEAL movie. That SEAL movie wasn't about no real action or real actual operation, but it showed the kind of stuff that the seals do and because it's them doing it them jumping out of a boat and swimming around and doing their thing you know it's not the same as a bunch of actors trying to act like they can do it you know when you see real people doing it it's just more interesting so that part of this movie was awesome i wish they would just do an interesting you know well-made movie about the kind of stuff that went on but not try to be the actual story i've already said that rules of engagement was was fictional, but kind of similar as far as an as an embassy being overrun in Yemen, um, and the way they reacted and they, and they got extracted, you know, to, to get the ambassador out, which is a whole other story. It, it, it's different uh, by means, but it 
kind of has some of that element to it as well, which is also a great movie. All right, so then how many thumbs you give it? Edge. I'll, I'll give it a four. What? You can give it two, unless you're going to give it Smeggy's thumbs. Oh, well, you do not have I'm, right to my thumbs. Yeah, you only get two I'm, thumbs. How many thumbs do we have here? Two. Two. All right, I will give it one again for all the reasons I said. It's a good, it's a great movie, actually. Um, but I can only give it one because it's the kind of movie I'm only going to probably watch once. I mean, I'll probably watch it again one day, but I don't have any interest in watching it as an interesting action movie. I wish I could. So uh, with all that, you think you'll watch it now, Smeggy, or pass on it? Um, yeah, I'll probably watch it. It was also worth watching because I'm pretty sure the timing of it came out right when it was necessary for her to lose that election. And I believe if I thought about it, I would almost give it two thumbs up just because it came out at the right time. And if it was at all influential or beneficial to her losing, then that's more than any movie could ever brag about, right? Keeping her out of office would have been better than any box, box office event, right? Or numbers i do have to i do have to say now that uh north korea is being so friendly there's optimism for mcdonald's franchises in north korea so anybody in that, that field makes some money mcdonald's funny you should mention that so i don't think it has anything to do with anything other than the fact that matt did a bracket on fast food earlier and because of that i was bored so while he was doing the bracket i was looking up some interesting facts because i was curious uh, about the various fast food restaurants we were talking about so i'm going to look up the results of the poll we have over there started up a poll and it looks like wendy's is winning more than two to one over some of the others to be honest when i looked at that poll like there was only two or three of those options that i've even ever had so wendy's being one of them i have i've had chick-fil-a but i don't really like it that much what a burger i think that from, was it what a burger from what you, very you clean. Like? wendy's chick-a-fulla del taco and jack-in-the-box there's nobody ever met in this earth that doesn't love like chick-fil-a even gay people protest chick-fil-a and they're like handing out sandwiches Oh, yeah, and I don't particularly care for Chick-fil-A all that much. It's like never and stuff. That one. I've never even stepped foot into one before. I've had it once. What? I was out of town for work, and the dude like was like, hey, I'm bringing back lunch for everyone. So I was like, okay, cool. And he just brought back a shit ton of stuff, and it was not very enjoyable, and my stomach hurt afterwards, and I didn't like it. It's a fried chicken sandwich, right? It's pressure cooked. Pressure cooked. Okay. So it's hell and gross. But anyways, that's my opinion. So, so anyway, I, I personally, I really don't like the fact that Dairy Queen sells food. I know they changed the name to DQ and they sell food, but no, you do ice cream, your ice cream's good. But don't sell anything else ever other than ice cream. So I protest them on principle. Tacos cost seven dollars or Dairy Queen.
All right. Well, we were talking about um, the uh, fast food restaurants or whatever in his bracket, and that got me interested in seeing how big they were next to each other, basically. So going backwards, it looks like the, the first one was McDonald's. Uh, the oldest was originated in 1940 with 30. Now it has 37,000 stores uh, all over the world. And it started in San Bernardino, California. So 36,000, 37,000 stores. And it started in 1940. The next one was Carl's Jr. In 1941, it has 1,500 stores now. Um, let's see. We had Sonic in 1953, Jack in the Box 1951. Uh, Subway came around in 1965. I had no idea it was that old. Uh, then I didn't know of Subway till like the 90s. I knew about Subway in like the 80s, and I thought it was new. Um, Long John Silver's 1969. Uh, Love Long John's. Del Taco 1964, and then Five Guys 1986. So 1986 is the newest one. Uh, Wendy's 1969. I don't know if I mentioned that one. So Wendy's is number three. Right, McDonald's number one, second largest corporation only to uh, Walmart. Uh, second largest employer next to Walmart is Subway. No, is McDonald's, I think it was, with uh, 1.3 billion people employed. Uh, Sonic is, damn it, no, Sonic might, no, no, Sonic couldn't be that big. Um, it was Subway that might be actually sorry. Subway is the second biggest thing. McDonald's only has thirty six thousand uh, locations. Subway has forty five thousand locations. So anyway, yeah, it was kind of neat. I thought that was interesting. I'm Whataburger didn't make that list for whatever reason. Huh? I'm surprised Whataburger didn't make that list for whatever reason. Oh, it did. I just didn't look up Whataburger for some reason. Um, it didn't get to the end of the list, I guess, so I didn't look it up. But anyway, it was kind of neat. And uh, I guess that's it. That was uh, Matt's chat earlier, and that's why there's a poll over on the uh, gun channels that has to do with fast food out of nowhere. Yeah, Carl, Carl Jr.'s run here closed up uh, for the most part in San Antonio. And then we have five guys, which is scarce scarce in between um but uh got a couple of uh in and outs and so on but and then we just got a burger boy which is a local chain that just kind of, kind of exploded a little bit yeah right on well i don't want to make it too much into food but uh since i had all that stuff researched before i deleted that page i figured i'd uh go through it again just to I don't know, it seemed interesting to me. See how big those companies were and how old some of them are. Uh, so that gets us into history. We can look back and see that. I can't see. I can't even read that one. Night eighteen fifty-seven. The Bengal army in India revolts against the British. I guess that's interesting because of Bengal tigers. Uh, some stuff happened in the Civil War. 1924. Today in 1924, J. Edgar Hoover is appointed head of the FBI. 
1928. So four years after the guy becomes head of the FBI, Schenectady, New York, becomes the first regular or be, begins regular television programming. So I'm assuming that's the first regular television programming started coming out in 1928. So that means if we're here in 2018, that's 90 years later. Right on. Uh, a bunch of stuff happened in World War II. The uh, Nautilus, USS Nautilus, completes the first circumnavigation of the globe underwater. So that happened in 1960. That was the first nuclear submarine. Was it? That was the first nuclear submarine ever created. And it circumnavigated the globe underwater. 1994, Mandela is sworn in as the South America or South Africa's first black president. 1994. And nobody all that interesting was born. I was supposed to graduate high school, but I didn't that year. Just over now. That's a little bit of history. I'm going to go over and look at gun history just in case there was something happening on our calendar of more interesting gun-related history. And we had BE Day the other day, so that's all we got. And how did this get open? I don't know. And that takes us to the end of the show. So we talked about uh, 13 hours. That's sort of our, day, our gun of the movie of the day. Did we do a gun shop of the day? We did not. We didn't. So normally we'd like to hit a gun shop every day, but we didn't today. Um, we did talk about, oh, did we even mention Yankee is our member of the day? I think we skipped that one as well. <laughs> oh, yeah. Horrible show today as far as uh, keeping track of our schedule here. But uh, we did try to feature a member every day. Today it's Yankee. I don't think he needs much introduction. Uh, I've been chatting with him for years now. And uh, I don't know, I've been, I guess I've known him in real life for many years as well. And he is certainly the same dude in real life as he is on the internet. And he is a character. And uh, he's our featured member of the day. We talked a bit about entertainment. Kind of went all over the place with that. That's what it's all about. Having a conversation about guns. Um, not very many people sticking with us to the end of the show today. So, my, you know, we have to have bad shows in order to have good shows. But we are uh, continuing to be here every evening. Midnight Eastern. And uh, I appreciate the people that show up to be part of the show. If you're listening to us in the future, like we mentioned earlier, leave us some feedback, leave us some comments. It's a way that we know you're out there and a way that we can uh, justify more, putting more effort and more time into the projects. Smeggy, anything coming up or happening? Um, yeah, I can talk about what's going on tomorrow on gun channels. Uh, I will not be doing a cave night. I got to go into bed. But uh, tomorrow there should be early watch. That's always good. Um, there's always lunchtime, afternoon lobby, all that kind of stuff. It's more a little freeform type stuff. But as far as like actual scheduled shows, we have uh, C4 Defense Live, which is from Sarge C4 Defense. That's at 8 p.m. Eastern. Uh, shooting left of center, Yankee at 10 p.m. I think he's still doing a show, even though he's in the middle of like designing his uh, his new his new studio or whatever because he got a new house um i don't know if that's his solo one or if that's the one where g webs and matt join 
I think it's a solo one this week. And that's at 10 o'clock. And then at 11 o'clock is the after hours chat from CloverTech. Always some pretty good conversations there. And then coming back around at midnight for Daily Gun Show. That wraps up what's going on tomorrow on Gun Channels. Did you do a show on Friday? So you got a show coming up this week? Yeah, we're just gonna come up with new topics. Only. I mean, we're always trying to come with, but uh, you know what the hell's going on. Um, the, the Donald always keeps us a uh, gives us a topic to talk about. But uh, it's been a while, so I'm gonna come with some new. And uh, I don't have anything in, in, in general in my mind right now that I can sort of throw out there what we're gonna do. But uh, for the most part, 10 p.m., uh, 10 p.m., 10:30 Central Standard Time, and uh, go check it out, man. Uh, other than that. Uh, we're good, man. Okay. Well, thanks for jumping in tonight, keeping us company. And uh, like I said, like Maggie said, we're here tomorrow at every weekday night at midnight Eastern. Uh, it's 9 Pacific, and uh, we talk about guns. So thanks for being part of our conversation. We'll see you. Or wait, does anybody have a quote to end the show up tonight? Appreciate the invite. Yeah. Um, I, I didn't pull a quote up yet to end the show. Then we will end it with the immortal words of Charles Heller. The guys and gals of gunwebsites.com encourage you to take a CCW class every year, practice at least once a month, and carry every day. Thanks for watching gunwebsites.com. Make your pancakes, make your bigger pancakes, take some bacon and put it in a pancake. Make your pancakes, that's what it's gonna make, bacon pancakes.